Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of Think What You Will podcast. It has been produced and it's going to be hosted by myself, Rodrigo Pontes, and my co-producer, co-hosted, Jason Suarez. Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about Gen Z, also known as the iGen, whichever one you would prefer. And we're going to be discussing, you know, the way they were brought up and how that influences them as adults. So with in this episode, we're going to speak from personal experience, from things we have witnessed uh, growing up in different parts of the world. And we're going to use some research and some articles as backup evidence for what we're saying. Yeah. And I think, you know, we grew up kind of different than a lot of, you know, Gen Z's grow up nowadays. A lot of them stay in the same city, same country for most of their life, you know. I think we're pretty lucky, you know, you moved around, but you can tell us about that. I, I've been around the world too. I've been, you know, in Africa, three different countries in Africa. I've been to the States. I'm currently living in Portugal and I was born in Macau. So yeah, I'm pretty multicultural if you would want to say. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I really want to hear about those experiences and share it with the world. And for myself, I was born in Macau as well, which is in China, right <laughs> next to Hong Kong. And I've lived in the United States, in Portugal, in Macau, and now currently residing in Italy. So I can say that I've been exposed to a lot of different people, and I've been around different cultures. And it's been really interesting to see how it differs from culture to culture, from country to country. It's been an interesting experience, to be honest with you. Mm. Yeah. What What do you think, like, the main differences are between like having lived in the States and for example, living in Macau? Well, Macau is very small. It's a very small place with a population of 600,000 people, more or less around that number. And the US it's like 50 something different countries in a country, you know, it's, it's completely different. And I was in Florida for a year away from my family. Like my family was all in Macau and I left I left my family to go pursue my dreams of playing football or soccer as you as many would prefer in the United States and um, I could say it's been really interesting because when I went to Florida it was something that it was like for me it was crazy it was the whole world had opened for me you know because I was very in this closed mindset and mentality that Macau had brought me same people Everything was the same, a small town boy. And then I just embraced the whole world. I met people from Japan, Australia, Chile, Argentina, Brazil, Mex Mexico, Portugal, Spain, England, uh, Ghana, Nigeria, Angola, a lot of different countries. And it's been interesting to be in touch with all these different types of people because you can see how everybody's different in their own way. But the thing they share in common is how everybody depends on technology. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, you were living away from your parents, right? So I'm guessing that's the first time that you had to live like a couple of years on your own without your parents, right? How, how was that? And how was that, you know, like, was that hard or was that like kind of relieving, like not having your parents around? Well, I love, I love my family. 
I'm going to say that first. And it's been a really interesting experience because I left home right after I turned 17. And I went to a whole different country, uh, different people. And at first, I felt I felt like the first couple of weeks were really hard for me. I missed, I missed my family. I wish I was with them. But then as time passed, I got, I adapted, I met new people and it helped me grow up a lot because I was like, okay, I'm out on my own and I have to fend for myself, you know? And that really helped me like become a way hard worker and work hard to achieve my dreams and be like, okay, I don't have my family around to be in contact with, but you know, thankfully, thanks to social media, I could always call them, you know, see them through video calls. I think that no matter how far I was, they were always with me in a sense, but it was also liberating to know that I could make it on my own. How about yourself, Jason? Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like what you're saying, right? You know, when you, you're alone, you feel pressure, right? You don't, you're not in that, you're not in your comfort zone, right? You don't have your parents, you know, kind of bail you out of situations that you're not comfortable in or that aren't necessarily favorable to you, right? And you got to kind of figure it out on your own, right? I like situations like that. Like I take it as a challenge, right? I'm like, okay, I'm in something that, you know, not dependent on somebody else now. I got to do what I got to do. I got to figure it out. And like, I think it's a great learning experience too, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I haven't lived, like I wasn't like you, I didn't live alone technically on my own, but I remember in Macau, I was also doing some work and stuff. And I felt like having that kind of responsibility on myself helped like build my character a lot. I felt like during those years that I was playing football in Macau, you know, um, and also working as a coach, right? It was like a different area for me, something I'd never done before, but it kind of like challenged me to develop a whole new new side of me that I'd like not really, you know, developed before. So I like that. But I have a, a good a question for you. How was it like moving, like living in African countries? Because I know that not a lot of people have that experience. And how about you share it a little bit with us before we go into a generalization of Generation Z and other things? Sure. Um, well, I moved to Africa, I think it was 2008. No, it was 2012. I was eight years old. I just turned eight. And I spent like five years there, but it was an interesting experience, obviously being different in China, right? Like China's one thing, Macau's one thing, Africa is completely different, right? It's, it's a country that's like, you know, it's got its problems. It's got a lot of poverty and stuff, but um, it was something new, like China's a city, right? China's basically a mega city, right? You live in buildings, 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 you walk around, it's more buildings, it's cars, it's roads, it's like that. Africa is a little bit different, you know, you got your roads and stuff, but it's a lot more nature. And I felt like I kind of introduced myself to that kind of environment a little bit, which, you know, gave me different perspectives. It gave me different worldviews, almost like, because when you live in, you know, a certain country, you're kind of limited to understanding the world in a very limited way. Like, oh, I know how things work here. And that's the way it works in the world, because that's all you know, right? When you move to a different country, you see a different reality right it's it's not the same you realize like oh people have different lives here people are a lot less poor well sorry a lot more poor right in general right and kind of opens your eyes to different things like you know economic problems and like shows you maybe the tougher side of life 
and makes you like, oh, appreciate the good things that you have, right? Because I grew up in a, you know, a decent family, right? Then I have financial problems. Um, so I'm lucky for that too. Um, yeah, so that gave me a new perspective on life. And, you know, I think that's something that a lot of the new generation lacks, I would say, they lack a little bit of, of understanding of the world from different points of views. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I, I agree with you. I think that speaking uh, in a generalized way, I feel like people in our generation lack a lot of experience when it comes to different cultures or understanding. And it's very important to talk about these things because to help people understand that there's way more outside of their own little shell you know it's good to get out of their own little shell and explore and like you said uh, you yourself you've worked as a teenager and you've played uh, fo semi-professional football in Macau with adults with that have a lot of experience and so did I I used to work as an assistant coach in the academies of the club and I used to play with a lot of the adults as well in the first division in Macau and I feel like Starting young at 14, playing in the first division team helped me a lot because it helped me grow up way faster than everybody. It helped me know that life isn't as easy as it seems and that people have to work really hard for what they really want. And one thing I feel very strongly about is that in our generation, we lack that. We lack that sense of hard work because basically most of us has, have everything handed out to us by our parents or our family members try to give us everything, you know, because, okay, let's, we, I, we can argue that since maybe our parents or our grandparents faced a lot of difficulties, they want to make it easier for us. Yes, that is true. But it, there's only so much you can try to coddle, you know, try to hide and try to comfort with. But when you get out there by yourself, you will learn one way or another that life isn't as easy as it seems. And in our generation, I feel like we're very, very lazy because we have everything. We grew up with technology. We can, we're one click away from searching a question up that we need to know the answer to, you know? And mm -hmm. I'm, technology makes it, things very easy for us, which I think that makes us very, very lazy, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, like you said, you know, going out of 14, breaking out of, you know, that eggshell, right, as you stated, is a really important thing, I think, for a lot of people, because we live in a society with social media, like you said, that promotes a very individualistic lifestyle, you know, you're on your phone, you come home, you know, you do things at home, you, you live a lot of life almost in your own, like, like a shell, like as you described, right, built around with, you know, your limited um experiences with social media your comfort zone right people you know they finish school you know what do they do they don't stick around and hang out and socialize and do things like that they, you know go home on the bus you know they listen to music and look at instagram or you know watch tiktok instead of doing something productive and they go home you know and they play video games like we're not talking small amounts of time right we're not talking you know half an hour or an hour every day which is which could be considered, you know, leisure, right? Oh, I'm relaxing, I'm enjoying myself a little bit. But in today's world, especially with our new generation, there's a constant bombardment 
of influences from social media, right? Constantly bombarding our generation, the youth, right? And what happens is most of them, due to the lack of, you know, experience, due to the lack of almost self-confidence also, they kind of just, you know, hide and, you know, um, take the bombardment and do whatever it says, you know, spend more time on TikTok, play more video games. And that limits not just themselves, but also their personal and growth and maturity, I would say. I want to add to that by saying that I think kids growing up nowadays, they spend more time with phones, iPads, gaming consoles than they do with their own parents or with their own friends, you know? And I feel like the amount of content that is on social media, good and bad, influences a person. And I feel like nowadays there's a lot of things, you know, like TikTok is one of the biggest apps nowadays. And people, you know, like to do the dances and everything and spend mm -hmm. a lot of time in it, such as YouTube and Instagram and Snapchat and all of those social media things. And I feel like it, since kids and even teenagers spend hours and hours on end on social media i think that at some point social media ends up contributing more to who who they are becoming and how they are growing up as than their own parents or their friends or their even their own teachers or mentors you know um yeah social media plays a big part in that the thing is like we're not completely bashing social media i think that's important for also the audience to understand we're not saying social media is completely bad. It's obviously positive, right? You know, the internet has like the fastest source of information we have today and it can be used for good, right? Um, for example, on YouTube, you named, right? If you really dig deep, you really look at, you know, interesting things, you can find a lot of, you know, interesting um, content creators that are, you know, teaching things that are important for our generation. It can be about investments, it could be about other things, you know, information, languages. You can find a languages course on it, you know, YouTube or even Instagram, right? You can find pages. So that's very important. But in general, those are more, you know, they're more hidden, right? And what's what's shown to the public, you know, what the public mostly sees, you know, all the silly things that he's, you know, talked about, the dancing and all that. It's just time consumption and it's a distraction. It's a bit of a distraction from what is reality, right? And that's very important, you know. Speaking from personal experience, I can say that growing up, I have spent, I have spent my fair share of time on social media. And as I grew up and, you know, started becoming my own man, I have discovered that, like, there's a lot of good in social media. For example, I use YouTube more so to watch videos on things that I want to learn and educate myself with it because there's a lot of really beneficial information and like you said content creators on youtube and also sometimes i enjoy myself for a, a certain amount of time you know just watching funny content creators you know enjoy myself have some leisure time because everybody deserves to have a break every now and then you know but what i'm trying to raise like a question to is that are people in our generation like having too much leisure time than they should have or are they just you know lazy you know there, there's so many questions to ask and to think about and i encourage whoever's watching and listening to this podcast especially to this episode to question yourself what are you doing with your own time are you spending it 
well, where you're learning, where you're, you know, growing yourself, where you're working hard, or are you just, you know, waking up at 12 p.m., straight up, put on Netflix, you know, and eat some food and then just stay watching Netflix at home the whole day, you know? Because I feel like our generation has have has had a really big problem in growing up. I can say that it's been harder for people to grow up nowadays than compared to past generations. Like back in the day, I would say that a 25-year-old would be really mature and would be uh, their own person. And nowadays you have people that finish college and have no idea what they want to do with life. You're talking about 22, 23, 24-year-olds that do go to university not knowing what they want, get a degree, and have no idea what they want. Yeah, for sure. I think that comes a bit with the lifestyle that you grow up with, right? That lifestyle that kind of builds habits within yourself that are going to, you know, stay with you for a long period in your life, right? So like you were saying, you know, waking up and watching Netflix, right? My personal experience, well, I don't think I experienced some of the, the negative um, sides of social media when I was young, mainly because I had a strict family. Well, strict parents, right? So I didn't grow up with a lot of social media and a lot of internet influences in my life. And I'm, what resulted from that was I spent most of that time, you know, investing in myself and investing in other things, you know, learning guitar, playing music, learning languages. Like I speak a couple languages, which I think is definitely an added benefit. And I think that obviously helps me prepare a little bit more for adulthood. And like you were saying, you know, meeting people older than me and not just kids my age or kids younger than me made me a little bit more mature, right? And so when I got to university, you know, I'm a little bit more prepared. Um, but on the topic of universities, what do you think, how do you feel about, you know, the new generation and how they're prepared for university, for example? I know that a lot of people think university is a waste of time. And I personally disagree with it to an extent where if you don't know what you want to pursue or what you want to learn about, I think that you shouldn't I, I think you shouldn't be wasting your time and money if you don't know. But for example, on myself, uh, for me, I think it's a great opportunity. Like personally, for myself, I think that me being in university is beneficial for me because not only do I take my up my own time to study the things I'm learning about, but because I want to be in a business area, I have a I want to have a business expertise more so because of I'm a football player and I want to learn more about the business area of the sport and even in general when it comes to companies and things like that. And for me, I think I'm not wasting my time. And I think it's being a good use of money that um, just dedicate myself and work hard because I don't, like it's an investment, you know, and I feel like if people invest in themselves, they could, you know, become like the best versions of themselves, you know? I take a lot of time in the gym, not only because I'm an athlete, but because I like to feel good physically and I like to feel good mentally. So I take some time to collect my thoughts, do some meditation. I read some books as well. Um, I've had that job experience uh, when I was younger, around 15, 16, and I worked part-time, but I was doing high school online for a moment due to, due to COVID-19. And it was a really hard and strict schedule because I was sleeping, what, five, six hours a day. Then I had training. I had to do homework. I had to attend class at night online on my lap, on my, like the computer. Uh, and I had games and matches as well. So it was, 
a moment of experience that I would say benefited me a lot and helped me see the positive sides, even the negative sides as well, but it helped me realize that I got to take advantage of every opportunity that presents itself, you know? And I made the best out of the online situation where I was trading, I was working really hard. It was a tough year physically, I'll say that because I wasn't getting that much rest. But after I was able to go to the United States, it, it, it really compensated because it was, I had adapted to the system. I had, I had in my mind that, okay, I've been through a really hard time where I barely slept and pushed myself to the uttermost physical point where I even injured my knee. And it was a, it was just a tough experience in general. And I think that people should sometimes take a step back and think about the things they've been through the good and the bad and be like, okay, where do I want to go from here? What do I want out of my life? You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a personal investment, right? It's investment of your time. It's an investment of, for example, your parents, you know, money, for example, into you. And obviously you having that respect for them and who they are, make sure that it's put well to use. Right. Um, and that's good. Right. You're a good example of that. Right. What happens with a lot of younger you know, people, a lot of people in our generation is they don't really respect that, right? They, you know, universities become like, you know, basically it's become like the new high school. It's just another level of education that you kind of have to get to, you know, get through, get your degree to work, you know, and people kind of treat it as high school. For example, in my experience, right? I'm here in uni here. And like, I feel like a lot of people come to uni and they just think like, oh, this is high school. I'm going to come to some classes. I'm not going to come to some study two days before exam if I pass great you know it could be the minimal note you know but I pass awesome you know who cares right I'll send my grades to the parents and you know what are they going to do about it right I'm their only kid like what are they going to do right that's kind of that feeling that they have and it's kind of sad to see right um but also I understand because I also I would say I also had something of that kind of phase in my personal life because I did a year of uni last year I'm technically in my second year, but it's the first year here in Portugal. But I did a year back in Macau. And um, let's say I didn't study very much, okay? I Well, it wasn't wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't like I was, you know, wasting my time on social media. It was mainly because I was working and playing football. So I didn't have a lot of time to study. And I kind of treated it as high school, too. I kind of thought, like, oh, this is whatever, you know what I mean? Like, deadlines are chill, you know. You don't need to come to classes, whatever. You treat it as whatever way I wanted. And obviously that resulted in me like failing most subjects, right? So coming here, it was, it was some, it was something new. That was a challenge. So it was like, I can't fail anymore, right? There I could fail. I had a job. I had whatever. Here I don't. So I can't fail now. And also my parents putting this investment in me means I can't let them down, you know? And eventually, yeah, I'm studying pretty hard and, you know, getting good grades. But that's something very important um, for I think the new generation to, you know, realize when they hit university. I, I like, I like that you mentioned something when you mentioned respect towards parents and just in general, I feel like our generation lacks a lot in, in terms of that. They're not that respectful towards their parents, um, their parents' efforts to, you know, to take care of them. To, for example, like you said, you gave several examples of people that go to your university and just slack off 
and that's quite disrespectful to the parents because they the parents work hard to put a roof over your head foot on the table get you an education and you know that's the way you're telling your parents yeah thanks that is terrible you know and i'm not saying that i'm perfect i'm not i've had bad grades in my life somewhat some have been terrible i can say that throughout my education but i guess it it, it comes to a topic where it's not only about respect but it's about respect towards yourself as well do you have enough self respect to learn through the, your bad lessons through the bad times and be like okay i don't want this to happen again how can i make it better you know because i don't think many people especially from our generation generation z take that time to see okay i failed here instead of being like okay i failed what can i what what did i lack what did i where did i slack off how can i make it better for the next time i don't think a lot of people do that a lot of people go like let's take a test for example ah i go in i i fail the test ah oh well too bad i'll just try to pass the next one you know and for example for me if i go into a test and i fail it i'm like okay where did i go wrong did i not study that much what can i do better so for the next one i get a way better grade and in general i just look at the fa- not f- failures i look at failures but i don't identify them as failures i look at them as learning experiences because nobody is perfect you know people do great things and they do terrible things people make great decisions make terrible decisions so it it's human it's human to make mistakes but are you learning from them are you analyzing the mistakes you've made and are you working hard to develop them to into better things you know are you turning your mistakes into be- things that will benefit you in the future because i don't think our generation does that to be honest i think our generation is like ah i failed okay i'll quit and i'll do something else you know for me that doesn't sit right with me for me i fail and i have to keep going it doesn't stop failure for me is not failure it's a learning experience and i think people need to know that people should not be afraid to fail people should not be afraid to make mistakes people should be encouraged to fail and make mistakes because you grow you grow that's how you grow you know you only make mistakes you only fail if you get out of your comfort zone and the comfort zone is something that pe- people especially our generation lives in they don't like to get out of the comfort zone because they think it's too hard get out of the comfort zone life is way more enjoyable that way yeah and as also them knowing in a sense that they don't need to get out of the comfort zone, right? It's, you know, they know that they got their parents behind their back always providing things. That's why you have a generation of people who move out for example from their parents a lot later in life, you know. Sure there's economic reasons for that also too, right? But in general they don't really know what they want to do. And you were talking about, you know, the idea of, you know, people not caring whether they succeed right not caring whether they succeed or fail it's it's an interesting thing because there's actually a, a term for that described today it's an idea um it's called the life history theory and basically this theory proposes that teens basically grow up the speed with which they grow up depends basically on their perceptions of the environment whether it's safe or not so generally kids who are in hostile environments they're forced you know maybe they're from a poor family can't afford education or whatever they know that their parents are really struggling they're kind of forced to mature like hey i can't fool around like i got to do what i got to do 
I got to make it right. And I got to provide for myself and maybe my family, right? Or maybe even my parents provide for their retirement. A lot of people, and the opposite is true, right? For a lot of people who, you know, don't need it. They're just like, oh, whatever. It's okay. My parents got this, right? Like, I'll add on to that by saying that um, you could look at both sides of the spectrum. You can say that there's a, a portion of our generation that knows the definition of hard work, respect, and all those principles that a person should have and should know about at least. And, uh, but I would say if we're comparing portions, I would say that a big, there's a, a bigger portion that's just lazy, spoiled people. Uh, like not, maybe not spoiled, but like they're in their own shell and they don't get out much as in they don't try to live life or they don't try to understand things. They're just like, okay, uh, this is my little friend group. Uh, this is my family. Uh, oh, well, the university didn't work out. Uh, I guess maybe I'll just go get a job doing this and I'll be fine because my parents will take care of me. You know, for me, that's a mentality I don't let myself have because I have been fortunate to have a, a, a roof over my head, food on the table every day. You know, parents that have helped me, educated me. And there's been a lot of, you know, struggles along the way as I grew up. Of course, any family faces struggles. But I feel like it's up to the, the kids to when, as they grow up, to interpret the struggles as in, okay, crap, this is not good. How can it be better? Or oh, crap, or oh, we're going through a tough time. How can I, you know, see things from a positive side, you know? Because there's like this saying, I'm not sure if it's 100% accurate, but if it's like, if one door closes, another one opens. Or if it's like one door closes, the room is dark, a window opens so you can escape. It's just, you got to find solutions. If you don't look for solutions, you will never find one. If it's the same, it's literally life. If you don't work hard, you don't get what you want. And I'm not saying that, crap, it's only about hard work because if you work very hard, you get everything you want. It's not true. You got to be smart about it as well. You got to, that's why I'm trying to, the people that are listening to this podcast, I'm not trying to criticize anybody. I'm just trying to raise awareness and try to be a person that helps others push themselves to be better every day, you know? Yeah, for sure, right? And with that saying, right, you know, if one door closes, one door, you know, another one opens, you've also got to knock, right? Or you got to try to open the door. If you don't try, you'll never know, right? can't just, you know, go to university and not study and then be like, oh, but university doesn't teach me anything and it doesn't help me. Or pass university with the minimal grades, but not actually having learned something, right? And then you get to the real life and you get to the job market and you're like, oh, I had a chance to learn things, but I didn't, right? So that's really important, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that's really important. And Let, I just want to add yeah. a little bit onto what you just said. I don't think that university should be a center of everybody's lives where everybody needs to go to university. I feel like if you have a dream, you got to pursue it. For example, my dream is to become a professional football player. And I always promised myself that I would get, an, I used, I would use football to get an education as well, because with football, I get scholarships and I've been lucky to have been awarded with a few scholarships in my lifetime. They have helped 
financially my father to support me when it comes to my education. And I feel like you always got to pursue your dreams as well. You know, no matter what it is, I think you got to pursue it. Because not only do I want to be a professional footballer, I want to do several different things. I want to learn how to work with cars. I want to learn different things. And those are dreams or objectives that I have. And I'm going to work very hard to pursue them. And I'm just trying to encourage people that tune in to this podcast or like just look at this podcast and be like, wow, okay, these are two, these are two guys that, you know, are not perfect because no one is flawless. We all have our flaws. We've all had our bad mistakes, our bad experiences. But I guess as we continue this podcast, we will share more about our personal experiences so the listeners can relate to more as well. But they can also know that this is a safe space that they know it's like, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to fail. But are you doing everything you can to go take a step forward? learn from the mistakes, learn from failure. You know, it's, I think it's that what we're doing is impo an important thing. Yeah, it's putting us out there and, you know, trying to tr do something new, at least for me, and I think something for you too, you know, doing something that we've never done to, you know, build a base, you know, of courage, right? A base of trying something new, like, hey, don't be afraid to do something new, right? And I think a lot of people could look at us and be like, hey, this is a good example of people, you know, like you said, just trying something new that isn't in their comfort zone, something that they've done, but they're doing, you know, for themselves to mature and, and get more experience. And try to build a community where we all grow together, you know, help each other. So I think that would bring us to towards the end of our first episode, yeah. which I just got to say that took a lot of hours, a lot of work. We put in a lot of hours and a lot of work into making this a reality because we mm -hmm. came with the ideas and they were like how do we work everything and then it took us yeah. a long time a lot of struggle to just film this first episode and record it and i'm really proud of us and i just want to yeah. thank for those that join in and that they can check our podcast because it's available on youtube spotify and other platforms you can check our instagram for updates because we're going to be posting a few clips every now and then we're going to be posting weekly and anything you want to say, partner? Yeah, and we'd also love to hear from the audience, like what you guys think, you know, topics that you would think would be interesting for us to discuss, you know. Um, if you guys have any, you know, questions, topics that you would like us to address in our podcast, you know, make sure to contact us. You can always send an email to thinkwhatyouwillpodcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. And yeah, thank you for tuning in today. And we'll see you next week. Don't be afraid to reach out. You can also use our Instagram, Think What You Will Podcast. That's our username on Instagram. You can reach us there as well if with any questions. And to make it interesting, every now and then we're going to try and bring some guests to, sure. to talk about some topics as well. And hopefully maybe some of you in the audience will be joining us as a guest. Well, who knows? We'll see. Yes, Thank sir. you very much. And I hope you guys enjoyed it.